Florida Matters is supported by WUSF members just like you. Your donation of $5 or $25 will help ensure public radio thrives. And thanks to Candy Olson, an additional $50 will be added to your donation. Visit WUSF.org match to maximize your gift today. Welcome to Florida Matters More, the podcast for Florida Matters, WUSF public media show about the issues and events that Floridians care about. I'm Robin Sessingham, host of Florida Matters. You can hear Florida Matters Tuesday evenings at 6.30 and Sunday mornings at 7.30 on WUSF 89.7. This week on Florida Matters, we're spotlighting some entrepreneurs with ties to the University of South Florida as they embark on their road to fame and fortune, hopefully. Coming up, a conversation with WUSF's expert on all things USF, Mark Schreiner. Support for Florida Matters More comes from the National Foundation for Transplants. Right now, hundreds of Tampa residents need an organ transplant they cannot afford. Join National Foundation for Transplants, an organization providing financial relief to transplant patients for more than 35 years. Visit transplants.org to learn more. Hi, Mark Schreiner. Hey, Robin. How you doing? Good. Well, first, I want to ask you about this huge news that broke this week. USF President Judy Genshaft announced that she's going to be stepping down. Yes. Big news. Big news. And actually a surprise to uh, quite a few people surprised by this, Robin. Um, I hadn't heard. President Genshaft delivered her State of the University speech last week. Never gave any hint about this decision. I saw her Friday evening. Never said anything about it. The people who were with her at the Georgia Tech-USF football game on Saturday Nothing. said they had no idea. Wow. And then Saturday night, the phone calls started going out to the Board of Trustees and other officials around the Tampa Bay area informing her that uh, she had made this decision. Oh, and Peter Schorsch over at Florida Politics, yes. he broke it. He broke got, it. Somehow yeah. he got wind of it. And yeah. also, Robin, what, uh, what the president said was that she has been thinking about this. She has been discussing this seriously with her family since about May of this well, year. she's 70. Yes, now. yes. She mm-hmm. turned 70 a little earlier this year. As for what's next, she says that she's got 10 months to uh, finish up the goals. Uh, as a matter of fact, just last week at the Board of Trustees meeting held the day before the State of the University Address, she was given her list of goals of things that she is supposed to accomplish over the next 10 months. And they're heavy goals. Uh, she wants to raise $100 million for the university over the course of the next um, 10 months. She would like to bring in just as good a freshman class, a record-setting uh, uh, freshman class this year in terms of GPA and SAT scores. She wants to repeat that uh, in the coming year, as well as a uh, record-setting uh, MCAT scores on the incoming medical students. So. She's not going to take a victory lap. She wants to get a lot done. Uh, I mean, in it's the next a big deal months. because she's been here. She's been at the University of South Florida for 18 years. 18 years. Yeah. And the, has transformed the university. You look at the numbers, the numbers alone of a 40% increase in enrollment and a tripling, a tripling of the four year graduation rate 20% in 2000, 60% this year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, 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 uh, 20% was horrible. Yes. Yeah. And again, I mean, it's, and that was only 10 years ago, 18 years ago 18 when years she started ago. in 2000. Okay. Um, and also of course the research money, which is something that we'll be talking about here on Florida matters more. Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea that, uh, this year of research expenditures, again, a record $568 million, triple what it was when f- she first wow. came here in 2000. And now a preeminent university along with 
both University of Florida and Florida State University, that was a bit, you know, I think I know that brings in more money to the university, yes. but just the status, the status alone as well, called a preeminent university is and, a big deal. And it's it's interesting because the one thing that uh, that that I've noticed in the three months or so, two months since uh, the preeminent status was attained, uh, USF is starting to phrase it a little differently. They're saying they're Florida's only preeminent urban university trying hmm. to differentiate themselves as being in Tampa and St. Petersburg and Sarasota versus being in Gainesville and Tallahassee. Well, all right. <laughs> Tallahassee is also pretty urban, but okay. Yeah, yes. All right. So you've been reporting on entrepreneurs with links to the University of South Florida, faculty, alumni, and current students. Current students. So how'd you get started on that? Well, Robin, it's um, oddly enough, the funny phrase maybe I don't want to say boredom, but I've been doing University Beat for 17 years. Right. Sometimes you're looking for a new challenge, a way to do things differently. And in addition, I get a lot of ideas sent to me. Um, and I hear from a lot of different people on the USF campuses. And one of the things that I was getting a lot of emails were, mainly from current students, but sometimes alumni, was, hey, I've got a business. I've got a company. I've got an idea. I've got an app. Can you help me out? How can I get word about it out? And you start amassing all these different emails and different story ideas. And also people that I've met over the years and profiled previous entrepreneurs. And I was kind of like, wouldn't it be great to find out what's changed for them? Mm-hmm. How is things have things improved? Has the business become a success? So it was just a simple matter of just getting all these different ideas and going, hey, I may have enough here to do one a month. Yeah, and a few of them must have jumped out at you. Yes, uh, and then and that's the thing as well is is as you said, uh, the, the unusual thing is the students. Yeah, you, you've got these seventeen and eighteen year old kids. Well, I was going to ask you who was the youngest entrepreneur that you profiled. I interviewed a pair of USF undergraduate students, uh, and they came up with the idea of an app for a study buddy. They were calling it Tinder for study groups. Yeah. So the concept. It's a great idea. The concept of swiping left. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and when they explained it to me, it was just like, oh, my goodness, that's, that's, that's genius. Um, and they call, it, uh, they call it Stubby for Study Buddy. And what it is is you plug in your statistics. You plug in your information. I want to study mathematics. I'm the kind of person who enjoys studying in a louder environment. Um, I enjoy studying late at night. And then it matches you with other people with similar Well, is it interests. geographic or are they studying by Skype together you or is it just That's, on USF campus? They, How did they envision that? They're, they're in beta mode right now. So they were looking at the USF Tampa campus, mm-hmm. but they then started adding in USF St. Petersburg, uh, St. Pete College, University of Tampa. But in so the they, same exactly. area. So they so can the be face to face. Absolutely. They can study together. Study together. So were they getting any money? Do they get any seed money? Uh, not yet. Mm-hmm. Not yet. But it's the kind of thing where if they take the idea and they develop it enough and they then bring it to uh, the USF uh, student incubator, they can get that kind of support uh, Mm -hmm. that the university provides to these students with these ideas. All right. So look out for Stubby. Who do you think of the ones that you profiled might just make it big? There's one that's already making it big, and that is the Nomo Nausea Bands. And that is the creation of a woman who has three degrees from the University of South Florida. So she's Florida. an alumna. Yes, and mm-hmm. that is Jacqueline Darna. And Jacqueline has an 
energy like you wouldn't believe. She was a um, anesthesiologist, and she's basically just practicing once a month now to keep her her license up because this product has blown up in the extent that she was about to sign deals with Walmart and Target. She's already in 10,000 stores before you add in Walmart and Target. And it's a simple little... um, Like a pressure band. Pressure rubber band. I've seen those for years, though. And what ended up working out differently for hers is in addition to providing that pressure band that works mm-hmm. for, you know, car sickness, um, pregnancy-related nausea. Yeah, mm-hmm. cruises are the big one. She also brings in the third idea of using the essential oils. Oh. There's a scent that also helps to suppress nausea. So it's that combination of both the acu- acupressure as well as the essential oil scent Mm -hmm. that just, again, triggers something in your brain that slows that process down. She's created it for pets. She's created it for children. She's looking at expanding the line so that it it treats other things. Um, But again, you know, this is someone who three years ago had an idea, and really her idea came about because she was tremendously sick following the birth of her second child. And what she ended up doing was she had taken a, I believe it was like a eucalyptus leaf, and taped it to a pressure band on her wrist. And she said, wait a second, if I combine these two things. Wow. And here she is three years later with a product well, that's in 10,000 stores. What, how about, so she's, what, in her 30s? Her oh, 40s? yeah, yeah, 30s, mm-hmm. 30s, young woman. And like I said, just the energy from her interview, it was, it was amazing. But you could also see how she's made it a success because she's done a lot of these uh, Shark Tank I believe the actual Shark Tank show. She's won uh, international pitch competitions with mm-hmm. this idea because it's also her energy level. And as it's well. easy to understand. Yes, this yeah. is not a very complicated thing to for for consumers to understand. And that's either. the other thing in stories that I'm looking for is I want to make it simple because I want to show people that you don't need to have some huge complicated idea mm-hmm. to become a success. I mean. Study buddy for study groups. I mean, yeah. Tinder for study groups. I mean, uh, but I wouldn't band. know even how to create an app. But I know right. how to create a band that sure. puts pressure on your the, wrist. The first, the first student I interviewed. Uh, actually, I'm the first graduate I interviewed is uh, the creator of Aquamelon Watermelon Water. And that's um, okay. So I know from watching Shark Tank that the beverage oh, yeah. industry is very crowded already. That would be a very tough one. He, um, Des Williams, he's a USF graduate. Uh, it took the idea of just taking watermelons and squeezing them down for the juice and using that as. Uh, in addition of, uh, it, it's basically almost like Gatorade to is some it extent. Carbonated or no, anything? no. Mm. It's 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 the only uh, treatment that they do is they have two other varieties with different flavors, one with uh, mint and something else. But mm. um, there, it's it's pretty tasty. He's yeah. uh, he's 35 years old. He graduated from USF with a master's in entrepreneurship. And while he was here, he was among the very first charter class of the student incubator, yeah. uh, student innovation incubator. So is he selling incubator. any of that? Drink? Oh yeah, yeah. His his goal. Uh, right now, he's in a couple of stores in the Tampa Bay area. Um, he's looking at expanding beyond that. His goal, and it's. Uh, Right now, 60 stores around the state of Florida. Oh, 60. Yeah, and he wants to have 250 locations by the end of this year. Um, So where can we go to try some of that? uh, I would would advise you to take a look at his website, 
which is drinkaquamelon.com. Okay. Um, We'll have uh, on the Florida Matters uh, page, we'll have links to all of these entrepreneurs' uh, businesses. Oh, yeah. Um, And, but his goal, as he says, is to be the Tropicana of watermelon juice. Okay. Wow. All of these entrepreneurs, whether they're a current student, whether they're faculty, whether they're alumni, they all have this dream. Yeah. And I think, I mean, that's the nice thing about entrepreneurship and innovation is it, it does have that, that American dream angle to it. And we don't have citrus screening for watermelons yet. No, So you no. know what? He might be onto something there. Yet. <laughs> oh, no. So of all the people that you interview, what was the takeaway? Was there any takeaway of, you know, any tips on what it takes to succeed that you saw, anything you saw in common? Perseverance. That really. Perseverance is the main thing, is the idea that... If your first idea doesn't work, you don't just toss it aside. You tweak it. You make it work better. You figure out what's wrong with it and try to make it work. And then if the first hundred doors are slammed in your face, you keep asking. You keep finding a way to try to get assistance, to try to get seed money, to try to get your project off the ground. You really have to believe in yourself and you have to have that entrepreneurship gene because I guarantee you these students, their parents are saying, oh, that was, you know, it's nice you tried that. Now get a job. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which is hard not to do. No. And, and, you know, you never know because the the great example that a lot of these uh, students look at uh, more of the alumni because the students themselves don't know the story. But you look at Gatorade, which was discovered in a laboratory at the University of Florida, you know, 50 years ago. And now, one, what it means, obviously, for athletes and weekend athletes and, and, and you know, the, the company that owns it, but also what that means to the University of Florida in terms of the money that came back to them in the licensing. Yeah. So it's something that can benefit a community. It's something that can benefit a university. But the creator, Robert Cade, is known worldwide in innovation circles just for this invention. So some of the things that you um, talked about are coming through the university. I would imagine some of them are just people did independently. Some of them are people doing it independently, mm-hmm. but what uh, we talked to uh, Paul Sandberg in, in Florida Matters about, uh, the vice president of research and innovation at USF, is the idea of how USF helps foster this mm-hmm. through the Student Innovation Incubator as well as the Tampa Bay Innovation Incubator, which is for other businesses, uh, maybe faculty-owned businesses or alumni-owned businesses, and how the university helps them. And, and then the university gets a cut? In some it, cases, if they work out like licensing deals. Mm-hmm. Um, and and th- listen to Florida Matters because I have the great question that I always love asking uh, Paul Sandberg, which is, would you rather have one Gatorade or 10 smaller size businesses because of the uh, licensing money involved? Are you just going to tease us or are you going to give us the I'm going to tease you on that. <laughs> All right. That's Mark Schreiner, WUSF's assistant news director and longtime producer of USF's University Beat. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. And thank you for joining us. Listen to Florida Matters on the radio Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 7.30 on WUSF 89.7. And you can find Florida Matters and all the links that Mark was talking about at WUSFnews.org. I'm Robin Sessingham. Come back next week for another episode of Florida Matters More. And subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Stitcher.